Hello and welcome to Hands Up, a brand new education podcast taking a light-hearted look at all the quirks that make being an educator or part of a school a truly unique experience. My name is Jordan Firth, I'm currently a Year 1 teacher and I'm joined by fellow teacher, co-host and co-creator, Mark Tomlinson. Hello! Each podcast episode will feature regular segments such as a review of a famous fictional school, a chat-style rundown of an aspect of school, and we'll also take a semi-serious tone each week as we feature a recent Primary Rocks Twitter Q&A and run down some of the most popular, maybe even controversial, answers. It's great to have you with us, so sit down, cross your legs, or make sure your chair's tucked in, four legs, Mark, and let's get started. This week's school chat show, that, shall I call it, you know, this is my, my countdown. I like chat show. Yeah, yeah school yeah, chat show. Good. Is, these are my top five assembly songs, top five assembly anthems, oh, you call them. like that. Bangers from Bangers. the millennial, yeah, good. you know, side yeah, of good. things. These are my top, yeah, top five yeah. assembly songs that will get anyone yeah. up on their feet praising Jesus. So let's start and let's come in at number five. My number five is who put the colours in the rainbow? Great idea for assembly because everyone knows the words to that one, right? Yeah, maybe until we get to the second verse and the song relentlessly has you reel off animals like you're on the generation game and no one can remember who made hats <laughs> and cats and is it dogs? <laughs> Sheep? I don't, I don't know. Hi. I don't know it. You who don't know it at all? No. Who put Cousin Rebo? Who put the salt Did we sing it in our school? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> I might be on my PPA when I do that. <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard of it. I know the title, but yeah. the, the bit when you're talking about the second verse, cats and rats yeah. and bats. Well, thank you for politely laughing. Then <laughs> <laughs> since you didn't know what I was talking about. No, it sounded funny. <laughs> in at number four, I, I, we take a bit more of a serious tone for mm. this one, When I Needed a Neighbour. I was cold, I was naked, were you there? It's a modern hymn by Sidney Carter and it challenges us to care for our neighbours regardless of their creed, belief, religion or colour. It reminds us of Jesus' words in Matthew 25 about feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, caring for the sick and visiting those in prison. Yes. (laughs) Naked. Magic Penny is in at number three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See that face point? It's actually the only non-hymn that we've got on here as well, interestingly. And there's not much to say about it, really. It's very much the businessman's guide to obtaining love, isn't it? You've got to spend money to make money. money yeah. A capitalist's A capitalist hymn. love song. <laughs> yeah. In number two, narrowly missing out on the number one spot, is Give Me Oil In My Lamp. A great song, renowned though, for that one child that keeps singing at the end of the chorus. So sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King. Oh, damn it! (laughs) And at number one, it is The Assembly. Anthem. When I was talking to you earlier about bangers, yeah. this was what I was talking about. It's Lord of the Dance. Oh, crowd pleaser. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> this is the Mr. Brightside yeah. of worship songs, <laughs> isn't it? It's you know a, a sort of jovial, catchy tune that everyone loves until you sort of keep going and you get to yeah. the. Everyone remembers now that it gets to the to the bit where where the hymn goes. They whipped me and mm. stripped me and hung me on high and left me there on a cross to die. Oh dear. 
But then dance, then, wherever you may be. Well, I'm not sure I feel like dancing that much now, Jesus. Thank you, now you've talked about being stripped naked <laughs> and hung on a cross until you're yeah. dead. Um, but that is, you know, that's the epitome, isn't it, of, of assembly songs. That was my top five, Mark. Yeah. It was it was difficult to choose. Are there any in there that you feel a bit grieved by that I've omitted in that list? Yeah. Um, I am aggrieved by the fact that there's no All Things Bright and Beautiful, mm. which was yeah. going back to my days in primary school. Um, that was the floor filler, the yes. banger. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one that got everybody straight back singing with gusto. Um, however, that particular hymn was spoilt for me at a, a wedding I attended some 25 years after I'd left primary school. Uh, we were in a church, one of my best friends getting married, yeah. beautiful service. Mm. group of friends stood behind me, at the time all uh, single, <laughs> and I was there with my wife. They were all single, they all stood there, so none of them had girlfriends or wives with them, they all stood back, all suited and booted, singing all things bright and beautiful. And we got to the line about the purple-headed mountain, <laughs> and then there was this sniggering yeah. from the back. <laughs> The sniggering was so much that it started me sniggering and then I got an elbow in the ribs (laughs) from my wife. And uh, ever since then, I can't really listen to All Things Bright and Beautiful without thinking about the purple-headed mountain. And I wonder whether when we sang it in primary school, whether our teachers at the time were also going, purple-headed mountain. Yes, just elbowing the teacher next to him. But a great top five. My only other point on that is Magic Penny any song with actions kind not of, for you not for me <laughs> no you can get away with miming the lyrics <laughs> can't you? Yeah. But you can't, but when you've got to do you the can't actions get away with not doing and the you actions. know when I hate doing the actions family worship mm. when you've got 60 parents all looking at you all eyes on you all eyes on you and you're yeah. doing the actions god I hate that <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look then at some recent primary rocks questions for those of you that might be unaware, Primary Rocks are a Twitter account with a 33,000 strong following and every Monday at 8pm they host an ed chat, um, an education chat with four featured questions and the teacher Twitter community then answer and discuss them. I'd just like to say a quick thank you to Primary Rocks for allowing us to feature their questions and if you'd like to take part in the next discussion and also maybe even get mentioned on the next podcast, then Primary Rocks can be found with a Twitter handle at PrimaryRocks1 or with hashtag primary rocks let's take a look then at question one question one is here's your chance to fight for the little guy is there anything in education you feel unjustly has a bad reputation um just looking through some of the answers that we've got from twitter bridget rushton says uh, worksheets it was drilled into me during my training that these were the work of the devil and lazy teaching everything has its place and worksheets are a great tool when used effectively Define a worksheet. I would... So something that's not in a book, basically. Something that, yeah, there's there's been mass... Copied on mass and handed out and it's not... So anything printed onto a sheet of paper is a worksheet. Yeah. Right, let me put that back to you then. So what about if you were teaching time and you were wanting the children to write hands on a clock? Are we expecting them to draw that clock into their maths book? I agree. 
Bridget says herself, everything has its place. And mm-hmm. worksheets, and I think this is a key part on what she's replied to here, worksheets are a great tool when used effectively. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, the suggestion is that teachers aren't spending their entire teaching careers printing off worksheets, and that is the limit to what their teaching style is like. They get handed a worksheet. Um it needs to be used, yeah, yeah. within moderation. As and well. I guess in the current climate, thinking about kind of climate change and the like, printing off loads and loads of worksheets is not a very green thing to do either, is it, I guess? No, yeah, it, it's when necessary, isn't it? Like you say, time is very hard to mm-hmm. teach if you're asking six-year-old children to yeah. draw perfect circles yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. numbers that are equally spaced from each other one to twelve or spending your evenings doing that yourself <laughs> yeah. when you become the printer <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i agree with you there bridget okay um at teacher glitter great great twitter handle um a teacher who so this is another thing that has a bad reputation a teacher who lets a child go to the toilet when they need to even if that is five minutes after they just come in from break hashtag we all need to pee <laughs> It's a constant battle, isn't it? Children are coming in after playtime, five minutes in, Mr Thomas, I need to go to the toilet. And then you have this battle with them, don't you, where you've just been. You've just been to the toilet or you've just come back from playtime. You've had your opportunity. But I'm desperate, Mr Tomlinson. (laughs) And then it's that, do I I stick to my guns Mm. and not let them or do I risk them wean in the middle of my carpet? (laughs) Yeah. That's the issue, isn't it? You've, You've kind of always got to, especially when they use the... The secondary sentence, but I'm desperate. There's not, there's not <laughs> much you could do you there because if they wet themselves, that is totally, <laughs> totally on yeah, you. Of course, of course. And then you've got to deal with all that change of uniform, and then explain to mum as you're handing the carrier bag over. They had an accident yeah. in class. Oh, how come? Because I didn't let me <laughs> Yeah, Mrs. Thomason won't let me because that is the first thing. Is <laughs> yeah. especially if you've not been the one to hand over the child to the parents. Yeah. If they, what, what do you mean? Why has that happened? That would be the first <laughs> thing that they say. Oh yeah, Mr. Thomason didn't let me. So <laughs> yeah, you got to cover your own backs. I, I also kind of think that if they do want to go to the toilet, but they're not actually going to the toilet, they just kind of want to get out of the classroom in mm. five minutes. That for me is fine. If yeah. they need a bit of a break away yeah, from yeah. the classroom and just uh-huh. a bit of a brain break, or mm-hmm. just just to sort of step away from it and have five minutes where yeah, they yeah. just sit in an empty cubicle, then. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. The with other me. thing as well that I find, I'm sure you find as well, is it's like a domino effect. One kid yeah. comes, I need to go to the toilet. Then his best mate comes up, they need to go to the toilet. Yeah, you've already made your bed, haven't you? You've yeah. sent one, so you can't say <laughs> but then it's But then it's, you can go when Johnny's come back, <laughs> and then Johnny's gone for five minutes, and You've then you send a carousel and then a of children, children in and out of your lesson. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a difficult one, but uh, you know, in the end, I probably would say fine. But I do try to, because sometimes if you do stick stick to your guns and and don't allow them to go, they just go all right, yeah. <laughs> and just go back to the yeah. table, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, at Ellie Primary One says something else that gets bad reputation is the recorder. Ellie loves the recorder, um, and she says it's a great starter instrument for anyone. And learning an instrument is good for the <laughs> brain. Now, I, now I have a bit of sort of 
previous with recorders mm. as we did teach mm. recorders didn't we okay. uh, in our school in year two when we both started mm-hmm. here and then we stopped teaching recorders because you I hated, I hated it. it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. There's something to be said, isn't there, for having to sit through 30 children playing three, three blind, blind mice, <laughs> sort of, you know, in a well, mediocre at best way, yeah. out of time. Mm-hmm. So we changed the ukuleles, which, mm-hmm. again, we had a bit of pressure on saying, right, well, you want to start, you, you start, want to start recorders, your ukuleles better be brilliant. Yeah. And they were. <laughs> the only defence of the recorder that I would make <laughs> is that sending a kid home with a recorder mm. and saying, I want you to practice this yeah. every night yeah. is kind of like a little bit of revenge on society plus <laughs> not famous enough. Is it, and he's also saying to the parents, we don't really like it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, sending your child yeah you, your child doesn't know how to dress themselves, so <laughs> it takes me half an hour to get rid of a PE. You listen to this for yeah. half an hour. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on then to question two. Rightly or wrongly, busy schedules lead to certain things being dropped from our day. What is usually the first to go from your schedule? Um, at... Dr. Joe Science, I love this answer, by the way, says, my previous, in brackets, fabulous, just to sort of, you know, mm. just to put that out there, mm-hmm. head, is renowned for his lengthy, rich, interesting, and interactive Friday celebration assemblies <laughs> and stories, and the staff sit there mentally calculating which lessons aren't going to be covered today <laughs> as the time ticks on. <laughs> when I when I was at high school, our head teacher was called Mr. Smith, Mr. B. Smith, he was called, and he was a huge Man City fan. Mm. Now, bear in mind, when I was at high school, Man City are not the all con- were not the all conquering Premier yeah. League champions of today. Yeah. They were lowly, maybe, and it was old first division and second division. That's how long ago it was. And nearly every Monday morning, his assembly would start off with an anecdote about man city <laughs> but he would sit and on the stage and talk to us about man city an anecdote about a man city player we'd never heard of or an anecdote about a game we'd gone to that weekend and then try to link it back <laughs> into some kind of you know motivational message yeah i love that i love it when um assemblies have maybe a theme mm. for a half term mm. but the teacher isn't Look, and I, and I totally get this. The teacher's not going to go out of their way to find assembly that that fits that theme. So they'll get out the assembly book. They'll read maybe a Bible story, and then they'll desperately try and link it back to trust or something like that. Miss um, Cleveland says um, one of the things that gets dropped on her day: the chance for spontaneity. Spontaneity? Spontaneity. Yeah, spontaneity. Spontaneity. Or spontaneity. The chance for spontaneity to delve deeper into a lesson and run over if children are hooked. There isn't the wriggle room to just run with mm. that enthusiasm often no. enough. Mm. You're nodding in time. I agree. I agree. Because you've, you've got to try and fit in ukuleles, <laughs> <laughs> a spelling test, yeah. and you still need to do the sandwich order for the school trip all yeah. in that one afternoon. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? We yeah. we, we move at, at such a pace, mm. don't we? That and it, and it is such a shame where you know they come in 
busy job, right? Assembly, mm, yeah, back yeah. from assembly. Phonics, yeah. After, right, English, now it's playtime. Yeah, back yeah. from playtime, we need to have our milk. We've got to do mm. some maths. It's yeah. lunchtime. When we get back from lunch, we need to cover science, get changed for outdoor PE, do outdoor <laughs> PE, get changed back from outdoor <laughs> PE. I need to hand out these photo order forms that you've all, that I've just been given now on my chair at five past three. Um, and then... And then marshal them to make sure they're going to the right places for home time. Yeah, it's a shame. I would say that it doesn't really matter what gets dropped as long as it's not the same thing yes. every time. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, you've been looking at a famous fictional school recently that we'll be delving deeper into, doing a bit of a, a review, a yep. report on mm-hmm. them. What are some of the things you're going to be covering? What are some of your Well, we're going to be looking at education, yep. teaching staff, mm. little things like that, you know, just... Moving in and out, see what we can kind of muster from those schools, whether they're any good, whether they pass Ofsted or not, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Some potentially outstanding schools in the world of fiction. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> not the first one. No. <laughs> so tell us then, uh, what is the first school that you've been looking at? Well, because this is our first episode, I've chosen a school from a TV series that we're huge fans of, which is The Simpsons and Springfield Elementary School. Typical uh, state school, a little shabby around the edges, problems with funding, behaviour, stressed out staff and the odd bit of asbestos. (laughs) Overall, the teaching are a group of feckless teachers who couldn't really care less about the children whether they like children at all. PE coach is called Coach Crupt. Teachers a very limited PE curriculum. Basically just the game Bombardment. Do you know what that game is, Jordan? Is it, is it a bit like dodgeball? It's a little bit like dodgeball, yeah. Where Coach Crupt just throws dodgeballs at children That's and shouts Bombardment, <laughs> basically. A music teacher called Mr Largo, who doesn't like creativity in any way, shape or form. Doesn't like the children being talented. Possibly a failed musician, I reckon. Um, To paraphrase Gordon Shakespeare from the uh, film Nativity, a a school that we will look at in in a future episode. Those who can't play an instrument teach music, and those who can't teach, teach music in primary school. And then, I mean, my favourite teacher at at, uh, Springfield Elementary is Mrs Kripopel, an apathetic yet promiscuous, sexually aggressive ex-private school teacher who spends a great deal of of her time smoking in front of the children and dissing men. For a while, she was in my top five... um, You know, that remember Friends, when Ross and Chandler had a top five people they could sleep with yes um, and that their partners would be their partners okay with. would be okay with it mrs kribopper was on my list for a little while and my <laughs> wife argued that it never happened because she's an animated character she kind of had a point she did i was insistent she stayed on the list <laughs> they had an art teacher as well who um used this school caretaker for their life still life drawings mm. so posed naked in the middle of a in the classroom, and I got thinking about our school caretaker posing like in liver. I didn't eat for three days, um, and then kind of thinking about kind of obviously their leadership. It's an interesting school, Springfield Elementary, because in the past twenty years they've had quite a number of 
principals. Obviously, it's an American school, so therefore not yes. head teacher principal. Yeah. The main one being uh, Mr. Skinner, uh, Seymour Skinner, who believes the children of Springfield have no future and has a problem bringing down their spirits for the sake of maintaining discipline. Mm and moulding them for a future life of mediocrity and conformism. Wow, well, that's a harsh assessment on, certainly is. on old Seymour. I know. Um, however, over the years, the school has also had a 10-year-old boy as the principal. Yeah. And also had a, a religious zealot in Ned Flanders as the principal. Mm. So, yeah, over time, they, they've had these different uh, head teachers different principles sorry um to run the school i i wonder what the recruitment process is like um you know in terms of we have governors that will appoint head teachers because i remember a simpsons episode where it's revealed that seymour skinner is um not the real seymour skinner he he took someone's dog tags i think from 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 vietnam Vietnam. yeah because he assumed he was dead and he took on his this role and lived with his mother (laughs) who just sort of accepted him and then he came back the real seymour yeah and they just went right well you can be (laughs) head then you can do it (laughs) yes i love the recruitment process yeah i love that um the thing i love about springfield elementary is the um memorial in the middle of the school grounds, which is a memorial to children who didn't return from school trips. <laughs> <laughs> which the caretaker has to keep adding to after every school trip. And I really love that about the school. But yeah, a great school has its problems with obviously antisocial behaviour and everything. Yeah. But but as a as schools go, you know. Requires improvement. Requires improvement, yeah. (laughs) There are bright sparks in there, aren't they? Yeah, lots of bright children. Lisa and Martin, you know. But once again, those children kind of, because the teachers don't care less about the children and their abilities, they kind of seem to be... I would would potentially argue against that because there are a couple of students, is it it Jimbo? Jimbo. And... I can't Nelson, what, Nelson. Oh. I can't remember what the other guy's called. He's got no hair. Oh, yeah. But aren't they supposedly like in their late twenties? So <laughs> yeah. at least the school system, <laughs> right. you know, we really want you to. And indeed, that's a, that's the system in America, isn't it? If you if you fail that year, you get yeah. held back and have to yeah. do that year again. Yeah, yeah. yeah so of course. Yeah. Let's go back to the primary rocks questions then. Um, question three was currently as a profession we're obsessed, apparently, with research do you believe that if we can't prove it's worth then it's worthless yeah yeah <laughs> right okay question four <laughs> so, right well i'll go through some of the answers go on. we've been given um emily says it's good to research find new ideas or new ways of thinking but i think often people can find research for whatever they think works of course um, so what works for one class may not work for another. It's like when you've got an illness, isn't it? And you research it online. Yes, you can you can convince got, yourself yeah. you've got three days to live. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Um, Marianne says there are masses of fantastic, inspirational ideas on Twitter, but often not based on anything research based. Deferring to the academics can be a good thing from time to time, but just because an idea has lots of likes or looks pretty doesn't mean it's good 
is anything on Twitter well researched? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Is it? <laughs> no. And I, yeah, I think the point she's probably making there is that Twitter, social media, in fact, as as a blanket, mm. is very showy offy, isn't it? Mm, yeah. It's look what I've got, yeah, look yes. where I've been, of look course. who I'm yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Um, and and. Twitter, yeah. the teacher side of that is yeah. no different. It's yeah, yeah. look at this incredible yeah. display I've yeah, made. Yeah. Look at yeah. how engaged the children are going to be. I've spent yeah. you know six hours yeah. making some clocks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drawing <laughs> clocks instead of using worksheets, <laughs> freehand. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, how much of an impact does that? How much time versus impact mm. does that yeah, have? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. At the primary head says that rigorous research is great and can help point us in the right direction, but knowing something works for you and for your class can be just as valid, despite others saying, you know, there's no academic research backing that up, don't you? <laughs> now, Mark, how many... Not to, not at all to criticise that answer, because no. the primary head is, is very well respected yes, on Twitter. Indeed. But not very often have I had a conversation on the school corridor and someone <laughs> said to me, you know, there's no academic research backing that up, don't you? <laughs> Has that happened often? It, did it happen when we had the ukulele versus recorder discussion? <laughs> yeah. Did somebody say that to us then? Yeah. Maybe so maybe they're working in you know schools that really mm. take that seriously. And I yeah. think we when when I showed you the questions, we sort of mm. both agreed that maybe we've not noticed that obsession with research as much no. in our school. No. I do have a bit of a serious note that if you oh. do like research. Um, the Education Endowment Foundation, or the EEF, um, they can be found on Twitter or online, have some really amazing toolkits, all based on extensive research and evidence and facts. Um, you can look at a particular strategy for something, such as, say, a reading intervention, mm. and then they give you a, a list of strategies that you can use, a list of interventions that have you know they've done a lot of research into and then they give you a cost versus effectiveness breakdown right. of it so this is high cost versus low effectiveness or, or vice versa and you can find something that works for you i'm sure for people that are listening many of you will have heard of it if not your slt certainly will have done um, but it is well worth checking out their toolkits and and guidance reports if that if right. research is the sort right. of thing that you're into do they tell you how to draw clocks freehand I don't think they've produced they care for that a teacher. Thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a teacher toolkit on that yet, but right. I'm pretty sure they're always open to feedback and you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. real issues mm-hmm. that are facing education Indeed. at the yeah. moment. Yeah. The final question then on this week's Primary Rocks Q&A was, Twitter can often be a place for SLT bashing. What's the best thing that your SLT do for you or the children. Now, speaking personally, I am going to take a little bit of a backseat mm. on this, Mark, because as you know, my wife is a member yeah. of our SLT. So, and hopefully she'll listen to this podcast. Well, <laughs> probably the only one. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to... Hello, Mrs. Firth. I don't want to offend my only listener. No. So I'm going to take a bit of a backseat on ah. that. Not because I can't think of anything no. great that they do, but because you know, I don't want to come across as biased mm. or otherwise. So uh, I'll... Christmas coming up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I want that. Yeah. I want that Nintendo Switch. Exactly. <laughs> um, Sophie is very enthusiastic. Um, at Missy B, 
on Twitter. She mm-hmm. clearly thinks very highly of her SLT, and she's given quite the list mm. um, of things that her SLT do that she finds um, really good. She says, where do I begin? No emails in evenings, holidays, or weekends. This this one I find fascinating, and I really like this one. A day in lieu for every half term, we run an after-school club. Oh, love I that. like that. Love that a lot. I, I hope, like that. I know I said I'm going to take a back seat, but I really hope that Mrs. Firth is listening mm. and that she uh, maybe takes that one on Yeah, board. that's a good one. Um, no formal observations. Mm. Reduced marking policy. Um, no latest or earliest time to leave school by. If there's nothing to discuss, staff meeting cancelled. Yeah. No data targets for performance management. Yeah. Um, minimising workload is high on the head teacher's agenda there. And all staff's ideas are welcomed and listened to. So I mean, apart from no emails in evenings, holidays or weekends, a day in lieu for every half term we run an after school club, no formal observations, reduced marking policy, no latest or earliest time we arrive at school by. If there's nothing to discuss at staff meetings, staff meeting cancelled. No data targets for performance management. All staff ideas welcome and listened to. And a well-stocked spirits cupboard in the staff room. What have SLT ever done for us? <laughs> the bit about the spirits in the staff room. Uh, it's not right. It's in the SEN cupboard. Um, I, uh, I mean, obviously in our own school, you know, the marking policies changed and been reduced. Yep. Yep. And... Um, no emails in evenings, holidays or weekends. And I think that we've seen that have an impact on our workload. So, so you know, a little nod to our very own SLT yeah. there. Yeah, no, I agree. We A lot of things on that list, actually, as, as you go through them, we do mm. think actually we yeah. we have a lot of that in our We school. benefit from yeah, that, for sure. of course. Um, yeah. lots, lots of other answers, just about, mainly about listening and being approachable. Mm. Yeah. Um, understanding of workload even just letting you take your PPA at home yeah um, this one I like saying thank you or well done sincerely I th- because I think I think that's really important because as a trainee you for a full year are constantly judged on everything you're doing yeah. you're planning mm-hmm. your lessons you're constantly yeah. getting feedback and if something was great you're told that that was great mm. And, you know, if something goes well, people are there to see it. Yeah. And then you become an NQT and, and that sort of strips back. By the time you're in your second year teaching, you could do the <laughs> best <laughs> lesson you've ever taught. Yeah. And no one, no one's no. around to say, no, no. well, no. that was really yeah. good, that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So I think that is quite important. Just, you know, a yeah. well done or a thank you. I always, when my TA leaves every day, I always just say, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, this, thanks today. Yeah. Thanks this morning. Thanks this afternoon. Yeah. And I remember at one point she turned around and said, it's my job. Yeah. But, you know, even it's so, you don't, you know, you, yeah, you acknowledge the hard work yeah. and that they do it well. Not that yeah. RSLT don't do, but I, 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 that is one of my yeah. biggest points. That's fair point. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. As a teacher, it's rare we have anyone's attention for five minutes at a time, let alone 30. So, Thank you for that. Give us a follow on Twitter at HandsUpPod to join in the conversation. And if you enjoyed it, pass it on to another teacher or educator or anyone else you feel might enjoy listening. And don't forget to subscribe to us through your preferred podcast provider. That's all for this one. Class dismissed. Can I go for a wee now? Yes, if you pick up my worksheets on the way.